What's good? We're back with another episode from the streets of Shibuya. Yes, sir. Tokyo Cliff. Chocolate Buddha in the house. Welcome to the Mobile Man Cave. We sitting inside of a 99 Chevy van, artistic as fuck, enjoying life. Yeah. Yeah, and our guest today is the Miss marvelous. Katie Scott. Hey, hello. Do, do you prefer Katie or Katie? Um, how, how you... Katie, Katie's fine. I just spell it differently when when I'm performing, I mm-hmm. guess. Because I don't really, I haven't had a nickname in like forever, so Katie is fine. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, we'll call her Katie. KD? K, Katie, yeah. KD okay. or KT? Have y'all want to say it? Right. <laughs> you do the T and I do the D. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, give us a short introduction um, of who you are. Hi, my name is Katie. I am 24 years old. Um, I'm half Japanese, half African-American. Um, I've been, lived a military life, military brat. My dad is retired currently, so, you know, I'm glad he doesn't have to go out to war and all that stuff. Um, I guess I'd like to say that I've had a good amount of experience for, you know, the amount of time that I've lived on this earth, you know, probably about... 12 years 12 years in stateside and then another 12 years in japan so and both schools like half and half mm. it was really nice it was a good experience so i hope you guys are down to hear what i have to say chill out relax and all that stuff that's what we all about yeah and i'm glad she introduced uh, the main topic of today because yes we are going to be talking about katie's experiences as a half black half japanese woman in Japan, as well as America. And we're just, you know, it's, you know, we're glad to have you here and everything because I have a half black, half Japanese daughter. She'll be 31 next month. So, yeah, we could really relate. Yay. So, this is going to be awesome. It's almost like you're going to be talking to your father, right? <laughs> <You're> probably. <laughs> old man. <laughs> old man. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. So, first, I want to say congrats to, uh, Naomi Osaka. Yes. Yay! Yes. If you haven't heard or saw it on TV, Naomi Osaka is now number one in the world in tennis, women's tennis. You go, girl. melanin at the top, baby. You go, girl. Mm -hmm. This is her second Grand Slam. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. Last year, she beat Serena Williams. U.S. Open. U.S. Open. This time, the Australia Open. Mm Mm-hmm. And Naomi is also half black have Japanese. Her name will come up quite a few times in this episode. So, yeah, moving on. So you said you grew up, Katie, you said you grew up half and half, right? Yes, half and half, pretty much. Okay, so the first part was America. First part, not just, it was mainly on base. Um, I was born in Aomori, Japan. Um, But, you know, we go here and there. I've been to Alaska, most of the West Coast. I haven't been to the East Coast at all. But, you know, California, Arizona, Nevada, around that area. And sometimes we'd visit Hawaii. But other than that, Japan and then stateside, west side is where I've been. Stateside, west side. Mm-hmm. Cali, right? Yep, Cali. All right. And what was Cali like for you? I mean, maybe you were very young, but. So when, because when I'm in Cali, I'm with my grandparents a lot more. So it, it still feels like home as much as it does here in Japan. Um Definitely a lot more barbecues, a lot more outings, get-togethers <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and that's what I really do like about being uh, half black or, you know, having that part of culture. 
or being a part of that culture because it's so it's so much fun it's really i guess um nice to have a place where a lot of family members a lot of friends get together and just sit down relax and you know talk about good things in life you know reminisce and you know got the music going Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. good vibes good food old folks dancing Mm -hmm. got that crazy ass uncle (laughs) drunk uncle (laughs) but let me ask you something Give the audience a little uh, info about what's it like at a black barbecue and what's it like at a Japanese barbecue because both cultures grill. Yes, they so do. so so give us your experience on <laughs> on what's up, you know. And I've seen the old Japanese folks dancing at the at the at the grill at the barbecues and stuff like that. So uh, lay it on us. One thing for sure, the food. <laughs> the food is real different. Tell you that they're both soul food, definitely Japanese mm-hmm. soul food. You know, our soul food, <laughs> soul food, African American soul food. They got chicken, you got greens, got collard greens, got cornbread. For you, you there's definitely fish. Okay. In the Japanese, mm-hmm. like they'll definitely have oh, yeah, fish. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, seafood. But I guess they're they're both very welcoming, but in a way or in a sense, it feels a bit more formal at a Japanese yes. barbecue sometimes not mm-hmm. all the time if it's like really if it's a small gathering that's that's the thing so if it's a really small gathering it's a lot more chill um but when it's a bigger gathering it's a bit more formal because there's a lot of people that you don't know as well because it's friends of friends and stuff getting together and, and like people you don't know but in when you're in the states and there's like uncles and cousins you don't know about at all but everybody's still it's like a small gathering in Japan but bigger so you'll have a lot of people but everybody's still chill and talking and all that stuff you'll have that vibe at a small at a small gathering in japan a bigger gathering is a bit more formal because everybody's nervous because they don't know each other so i guess we're a lot more friendly when we're in the states and then you know in japan we get a little bit nervous seeing new faces (laughs) yeah and that's you described that perfectly because we the way we interact black people we're just a lot more outgoing, energetic, I think, yeah. um, animated. <laughs> so, you know, like going back to my uncle, he's you know, walking around with a pistol. He's, you know, <laughs> saying fuck shit. And black people going to walk up to you like they've been knowing you for 20 years when they just met you like oh, me. So yes. <laughs> like so me. I do that. Yeah. They yeah, do it yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know that if you person. remember the movie. What's that movie? Poetic Justice. Yeah. When yeah, Tupac yeah. Uh, pretended like he was a part of this black family like they had a huge cookout mm. and anybody could walk in you don't yeah. even know <laughs> that's basically what he did that's, 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 that's basically what he thing. did and then black black families are so huge yeah. you know everybody's somebody's cousin exactly, <laughs> exactly. so you, you don't really know So, but if you're outgoing and, and you're friendly and, and, and you just you know how to vibe with black people you could fit in yeah you know? yeah you can yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah that, that's a, thanks for pointing that out Katie plus, they, plus both sides eat chitlins See, people don't realize that yes. Japanese eat chitlins just like black mm-hmm. folks, too. So there's a lot of similarities to our culture. You know, so. And you said you you know a spot here that you eat chitlins, right? You can eat Absolutely, chitlins. man. I be putting it on Instagram. It's down in Yokosuka. You know, they be hooking up the, uh, what they call it, hodomonyaki or something? Yes, Hoda- hodomonyaki. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Chitlin soup, in other words. And, uh, oh, man, it's the hookup. I be I be knocking out two bowls when I go there. You know? But it's, it's different from black <laughs> folks' chitlin 
mm-hmm. chitlins uh, and their cooking style and everything, they but they're it. both good. Yeah, how they prepare it is off the chain. That's definitely. So, if y'all, if anybody listen to this and y'all planning to visit, definitely try it out. It's yeah, you got to try it out. But you know how black folks are. They picky about their chitlins. Now. They don't even, <laughs> they don't even about chitlins because everybody don't clean them chitlins like they, you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes them things be a little bit stanky, you know, and you'd be like, all right, you well, know. chitlins I'll... stink in general, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they have yeah, a yeah. certain stench. Well, you know, smell. when you clean them and stuff like that and when you cook them but and then yeah. you throw some hot sauce on it and all that and yeah be, yeah all right cool so that's dope you said you're from the uh west side of the states have you ever been to the east side no no okay so. i have friends there i don't know i have friends i have a lot of friends on the east side too and i need to visit for real yeah because I'm, I'm originally from new york city so that's <gasps> See, why I so many friends. yeah and you know you, you're a dancer very creative person, so you know New York is definitely that town for yes, you. Yes, and I you know. really want to go see it. Check it out. So you grew up with, you know, a black dad, father, and a Japanese mom, right? Obviously, there's a contrast in culture there. How they both grew up. Yeah. I want to know what type of music were you exposed to? Were you listening to at at a young age in the car, maybe, or at a cookout, or anywhere? Like, what type of music did your father? introduce you to definitely 80s 90s hip-hop pop all that stuff that was playing back then and my mom loved it too so there was they was on it all the time i guess that's where i started like i guess like my creativity and all that stuff just came in because i remember they had i think they saw i hope they saw the video who knows it's hilarious um i was a child and i was in like you know like the little baby chair where they had like food on it and i'd fall asleep i'm falling asleep and they would play Mariah Carey. And then as, as soon as I heard that song, I'd wake up and start moving around, like, dancing and wiggling <laughs> and stuff. And then when they turn it off, I'd go back to sleep. Like, that was so hilarious. But, you know, big ups to my parents. Exposed me to, like, amazing music and amazing people, you know, to look up to, I guess. And, and good I, I vibes. Think, I think we all have that song because, you, you know, you just brought back a memory. My mom said there was a song called, uh, maybe you might know this song, Buddha, mm. Get Over Like a Fat Rat. No, nah, I don't. I don't remember that one. If you hear it, you you might. Yeah, know I probably it. remember it if I heard it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot the name of the artist, black artist. But my mom said every time that song came on, because the song is like the chorus is like "Get over like a fat rat." Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, kind of like a house type of mm-hmm. tempo song. Yeah, but my mom said every time I, I hear that song, I would just like get up, start moving. Yeah, I start moving. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you reminded me of that mm-hmm. when you said the Mariah Carey. But let me ask you this. Um, what was it like? Was there a contrast in, you know, let's say, was there a difference in parenting styles between the Japanese and a black, the black culture? Or, or like your dad, parenting style may be different from your mom, you know, or yeah. when you went around the <laughs> Japanese family or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw, throw that out there for us. Um, I'll tell you one thing. You know, like a black family, like especially like moms. I didn't have a black mom. I had a um, black dad. Yes. But, you know, if you fuck up that belt's coming <laughs> like, oh, yeah. and oh. you know you know that belt's gonna come and, and they, yeah. they tell you to go get mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. they tell you to go get that belt, we'll get like, belt. yeah you getting the belt mm-hmm. we like damn i gotta assist getting my own I know, ass like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but then on the other hand my mom was really nice about it um like actually you know what i ain't even <laughs> gonna lie she was she was kind of like low-key how you say i don't know she was like low-key you know like you know what you did wrong. <laughs> she just ignored my whole existence. Like, that was her way of disciplining me, I guess. She was really nice as well. But if I fuck up on something, then, like, I was being 
like I know I was in the wrong, but I didn't apologize or anything about it. And like she's mad. She'll just not talk to me for like a whole week. Like that was her way of just playing. All right, if you want to be that little child, okay. If you so, don't need me, then that's fine. I'll be over here. <laughs> so she didn't spank you. No, she wasn't. She wasn't physical. She was more mental. Dude, that was a trip when I was a kid. Mental, because my dad on the physical and then my mom on the mental. Yeah. So that, if they were both mad at me, that's a no. That's like a oh, double whammy, yeah. So you getting a belt and you ain't getting spanked. I know, but like my mom was always like on, I guess, you know, because I'm already getting, I'm already in pain, so she wouldn't do that to me. But if it's like, if there's nothing going on with me and my dad then, mm-hmm. and my mom's mad at me, then she'll just stop talking to me <laughs> and be like, why? I need you to talk to me. Yeah, yeah, that was the way my wife was with our daughter, man. She'd just go just total silent mode on her. Mm-hmm, shut up. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't respond to nothing or, or whatever. And I, But I, actually, I was a pretty laid-back dude. You know, the only thing I did was, like, maybe spank my daughter with my hand because, you know, I'm such a big dude, man. I didn't want to just break out no belt on her, you know. So I, the hand was good enough, and then... You know, my daughter had me. Handed that. She's like, "Well, how was it? How was it when you was growing up?" Oh, I say, "I I got ass whooping. You just get getting a spanking." So you know, so I was I was a laid back dad, but I, I was stern, but at the same time, I was more relaxed about it. But I did, you know, enforce the rule where my wife was more of the disciplinarian, and like you say, when she was pissed off at our daughter, wouldn't say shit to her. You know what I'm saying? So and not to say like my dad was like aggressive or anything like that. The way they raised me, I am very, very grateful for how they raised me. If you have something that you want to do, do it 100% or we're not supporting. That's one. Your action has consequences. That's two. And take responsibility. Like, we won't tell you what's, like, you should, you'll learn on your own what's wrong and what's right. You fail and then you learn. That's what we want you to do. We're not going to, like, push our our rights and wrongs onto you. But, you know, you can learn as you go on, and then we can assist you in that. Like, that's how they raised me when I was a kid. That's how, and I really appreciate it because now I have a completely, a more positive, personally, a more positive outlook on, you know, life, especially being mixed race and having, like, different different cult, like cultural backgrounds and mm-hmm. stuff like that and, you know, people saying this and that, and, like, I should be more like this, I should be more like that. It's like, nah, it's okay. I like I like where I'm at. Like, y'all, y'all can be happy on your own over there. What were their religious backgrounds, father and mom? They, well... What are? They're probably still. My dad, they're not really in, they're not religious. My mom's more spiritual. Okay, so that's what I've figured out recent, not recently, but like a couple of years back. Like, a lot of Japanese people that I've come across, and person, like, and personally myself, we are... We define ourselves as more spiritual than religious. And I was like, oh, that's actually cool. Because someone told me, like, I'm more spiritual than religious. And I was like, you know what? That's cool. And then I would ask, like, other Japanese people, like, do you think you're more religious or, like, you're more spiritual? Like, because that's a lot of questions that I get. And I'm not, you know, I don't. I I believe what I want to believe. And I know a lot of friends. A lot of my friends are that way, too. So, like, what would we, what do you guys call that? Because I don't know how to explain that. And they would say spiritual. And I was like, yeah, that's that's actually pretty cool. So my mom is a lot more spiritual. My dad was, don't know if he still is. I don't know if there's an on and off <laughs> on know, being a Christian. But, you know, that's that's where, that's how you grow up going to church and stuff like that with his grandparents. Speaking from my experience, and I think black, and this is not even just with black people, but since I'm black, I'm, I'm speaking on my experience in black culture and I think a lot of people are just religious by default mm. you know um and probably the same case with, with your father he's just by default he was Christian that's what it seems like yeah I mean he believes in everything he yeah. believes in it but like 
not he's not um prophesizing yeah, he's like, not out there um trying to spread the word spread the gospel mm-hmm. he's religious but he's not religious religious like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he ain't no bible no, yeah, no yeah. Words. Yeah, yeah 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 the same here and then i was uh when i was you know young I was just more curious about the world and I was more curious about a lot of other things. So it was difficult for me to stick with the Christian Hmm. religion because it seemed like, especially, you know, raised by old school folks that was born in like the late 1800s. Really set in stone. Yeah. I found Buddhism and I I, I like it because it's from the inside out. You probably Mm -hmm. heard of the Soka Gakkai and Mm -hmm. this, that and the other. And I just found that, you know, the questions that I asked and the answers that I were given was more in line with the way I, I see things. So I would say I'm more spiritual because I, I could accept anybody for who they are as long as you're not hurting anybody or hurting yourself. And as long as you're about peace and things like that, that's what's up with me, you know. Honestly, you can be religious, spiritual, whatever, whatever an atheist. I don't mind. Just don't push atheist your... Here. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't push that onto other people yeah, you know absolutely. you can yeah. you can you know say that you're for this and you're for that but don't try to like i believe in god so you should too like yeah. all right to an extent i believe in god mm-hmm. but probably not as much as you like we have different passions we have different you know amounts of love that we can give out to people word but you know you have your world i'll have mine i understand yours and you can understand mine like that's all that needs to happen yeah and i'm super low-key about my atheism like if you wouldn't have brought that up i probably wouldn't have said anything (laughs) so um yeah i I just yeah believe what i believe or don't believe and i just let people you know i I think in that aspect japan is a comfortable place for me to live Mm, yeah because they're not too because you know they're all over the place as as my wife as my wife says a lot of things are just norms norms and, and and um practices right like like the funerals yeah Def, yes. they're, they're they're Buddhist in nature, but are it's Japanese tradition. from day to day actively religious and no, you know, right? Yeah. So you know, but they really love ceremonies. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they do. They love ceremonies. Trips to the temple and everything. Yeah. That yes, I understand. So when I was in a, I went to a Japanese school and just I don't know, does this, you know? So when you go to when I was in the states. Elementary, you know, you're going from what? So you're going to go from like sixth grade to you're going to go to middle school. So like that's a completely different school. So you'll have like, you know, like a graduation and all that. It should be chill. You graduated. Hope good luck. Shouldn't take more than what? Because we was a small we were a small school. What? Like about maybe 100 people in our grade. And, you know, it shouldn't take more than an hour to get everybody through, you know, say your things, have the principal speak for a little bit. You know, have some like representatives, like class presidents or like school, like grade president or whatever talk should be about an hour. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, I don't want to say boring, but it was so boring. <laughs> like when I went to the Japanese school, they took a legit about half a day for <laughs> like a graduation ceremony. So what is, why is this so long? <laughs> so what is going on yeah, yeah. in these ceremonies? And they have it's. It feels like boot. Well, it's not that strict, but it feels like you're in a camp. Like you, we we spend a whole week practicing, standing up, sitting down, walking to get our little like you know certificate of graduation, and walking back to our seat. You know, proper sitting, 
and all that stuff and then they have like all these speeches written out and how you open your paper how you stand how you close your paper put it up and then walk out like whoa yeah. that's a lot going on yeah and then when they talk it's so flat it's so <laughs> <laughs> you can't sleep because there's teachers on the side <laughs> like they're looking at you so you can't fall asleep it's like i know y'all love ceremonies but y'all can we change it up at least keep the speaking interesting or something now, now you know that was a black that was a black uh ceremony you know it would have been a whole oh yeah people would have been in there sleeping you know we, we just, talking I, with I each think, other i think black people we just we, we just got something we add a little spice to, little to everything flavor to a little it, flavor to everything you know people yes. be up there dancing in their gowns and stuff you know you know yeah. but but yeah. uh do I you think that, that would have been fun <laughs> yeah do you think that that's a reflection of this society so it sounds like very. you're in a very conformist type atmosphere in school, you know, because when uh-huh. my daughter went from Japanese school to the American school, she felt so free. You know, what, what what's the differences in as far as discipline, discipline? And there's good and bad to that. And a lot of things that they can learn from each other, like American, American schools and Japanese schools. Um, one thing, you know, individuality is a thing. Japan like Jap- not Japan because there's a lot of schools that you know push individual individuality like you know you you can speak your mind and all that stuff um some schools are still a bit old school where it's not like in like you can't speak your mind type of thing but it's more of like a vibe mm. so it's like it's harder to stand like stand out cuz in Japan you I saw a lot more you know, being together is bad, is a good thing, and being independent and isn't so much. Yes, not independent, but like you know, different on your own, standing out. Standing out is the word I'm looking yeah. for. Standing out is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. You just made me think of a uh, kotowaza. What was it? Was then? Was I know? I know what I know what kotowaza it is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't, I forgot. The hammer that the nail that sticks out gets hammered. Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Yes. Right. Right. So um, yeah, that that perfectly describes what so, you're saying right now. So that's. So that's what I felt when I went to a Japanese school. At first, I'll let you know, I changed because it was a more, because uh, here in Tokyo, there's a lot more diversity. So, you know, yes, they're probably a lot more laid back. I don't know. I've never been to the school in like more city areas. I was more in the country area. Mm. And my school was fun. It was dope. The students there, I'd always like bullying and all that. None of that happened. And if it did, I didn't know because I didn't care. Um, but what? Cause the kid, the kids were cool. I had a great time with you know the people that I hanged out with that were my age, like the kids and stuff. I fought with the teachers so many times. Uh, right now, I feel bad, kind of in a way, but good at the same time because I had a little sister that was gonna transfer to like a Japanese school as well, and I was in middle school when I transferred, and she would probably go to the same middle school that I was going to. So since I was their half, uh, their first half black, half Japanese person. That you, you were the first. Their first. Oh, their first. Yes, the school's that first. school's first. That's what I know. I don't know if they had anybody in the past. Who knows? But that's what I know. So I'll tell you that I probably. I'm not. Re- I was. I'm not a rebellious child. I was just. Why? Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was probably that one kid that the teachers didn't like because I'd always ask why. Because <laughs> you don't. Because that's standing out. You don't yes. ask authority why yes. when you're. A lot of Asian cultures, I've realized, because I have, you know, Korean friends, Chinese friends, and stuff like that. But I realized, like, you know, um, authority is very, is like, really big. So, you know, if in Japan, they have different ways of speaking to, you know, elders, different ways of speaking to your, you know, uh, your supervisor. 
your supervisor, not even not even like your chief, like if it was uh, military, like your chief or like your commander or anything like that. Your supervisor, that one person that's up there that you should be able to trust and you and talk like you know equally to, if you think, in Ameri- like in, as an American, you there's a way, there's a whole way to speak to them properly. Yes. In Japan, so that's that's really different. That's what I learned. That was really different when I went to Japanese school. I was like, wow. I thought learning language itself was hard. Like I gotta <laughs> learn. A di- it's like it felt like learning like three other languages on top of learning yes. Japanese. You know, the just. The levels of, you know, being proper or... Like the honorific know, levels? Yeah, yeah. The honorifics and just, like, so when do I say this and who do I say this mm-hmm. to? And I just gave up on that altogether because people don't see me as... Because when you look at me, you see a black person. I don't care. Like, that's that's what you see. That melanin is strong. Yeah, you see it. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? Telling you. That's fine. But when you talk to me, you I'll let you know that I am both... You know, I come from different cultures. I have a lot of experiences, and then you'll know me then. Like, you don't have... If you don't know me, then that's what you'll see, and I don't mind. And I use that to my advantage a lot, because then I don't have to use as much honor fixes yes, <laughs> as other right, people do. Right. You play the... What they call it? The gaijin, the gaijin card. card. Right, right. The gaijin card. No, I'm a tourist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, explain that to our audience yeah. who might not know what a gaijin is. A gaijin, gaijin is... Um, you're a typical foreigner. You know, people that are traveling that aren't... Oh, man, that's hard because there's people that are born and raised here, but that aren't, like, Japanese. I guess if you're not. Yes. Like, ethnically. Ethnically. Pure. 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. You're a gaijin. gaijin. Yeah. And, you know, people can use it as a good term, in a good way or a bad way, just like with a lot of other words. But um, that's what gaijin means, a foreigner that's not, you know, ethnically 100% Japanese. So did you experience any, let's say, uh racism or did you experience the kids like maybe maybe you overheard them talking about you being darker or or whatnot because my daughter experienced that Mm. a little bit and and this that and the other so did you experience that you were did you feel the vibe that you were different when you were in school from the other kids or maybe I wouldn't say from the teachers but but you know from the way the other kids interacted with you or whatever you know what that's so that's a question that I get a lot um like were there any like was there any racism when you were growing up? Personally, I think I got a I had a good one because it feels like I'm like you know toot my own horn, but like I created that vibe. I am different. Okay. Like you know, and so y'all can you, you, y'all can you take embrace, it however you want. Yeah, yeah like, you embraced your difference. Yeah, like I am different. Y'all can take it however you want. Like you can not like it. You can like it how like I'm not gonna let you how you think about me put me down. Nah, I am different. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. I'll let you know before you try to let me know. Like yeah. that's how. I went to a, into school and stuff like that. So I didn't, like I said, if I was bullied, I didn't know because I didn't care. Your opinion did not matter because you're going to be with me for, what, three years? And we might not ever see each other again. Like, if you are a person of value to me, like my friends and family that, you know, that's been there through my tough times and stuff like that, when they say something is up and I know they mean it from the heart, it's constructive criticism. People that, you know, that are out there just telling you, oh, you're dark-skinned, so, you know, you're not beautiful. All right. So, so were there any like were there any type of references in Japanese towards your skin color? You can't anything, can't remember anything that somebody might have said or overheard. Because you know, um, I, I've heard of you know, I have a Japanese friend. He's hundred percent Japanese, but he even said that in high school he had a half black friend, and they would call him dirt, him or her dirt. I don't know if it's a him or a girl or boy, but. They would refer to that person as dirt. 
that was like the little nickname they gave them. So I was just like, wow. And then we know like um, Ariana Miyamoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, she became the first half yes, black. I was very when I saw that I was Japanese, really happy. Miss Universe Japan. She talked about her experiences a little bit as well, and she had friends that, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if she said suicidal, but they had they had mental issues over that, you know. So, I, we we were just wanting to know. Me personally, did you know anybody who might? I do. Okay. No one friend that went through so I know more than one friend that went through so much. I was like, why? And what bothered me the most is that not just the students, but there was a teacher that would, you know, go and call her out and, like, give her, like, nicknames because of how her hair texture, because of her hair texture, her skin color. And I was like, you know, that's not okay, especially as an adult. Like, I need you to grow up. So what, what were like, the nicknames? So her hair was really, really curly. Like, it's a lot curly, like, you know, like a C, C4 maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> come, coming out with curls. Um, but, like, chinge. Chinge? <laughs> chinge. And what what does that mean? Ching is dick hair. Oh yeah, dick okay, hair. yeah. I was like, oh. y'all, oh, wow. that's what they called her hair. And I was like, y'all, and that's not just the kids. It was a teacher that would. I was like, that just blew my mind. Wow. And what I was, what was very. Dick hair. They basically called her hair dick hair. Yes, and that 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 was like, what? Okay, of course it make people mad. Definitely. Yes. Me on the other hand, okay, why would you say that? And what what benefits you? What benefits you for saying that? Nothing. So take that shit out. Like that's that is my mindset. Like, all right, if y'all want to go that, okay, you can say whatever you want, but that's not gonna do nobody no good. So why you saying it? My grandma said, don't say, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. If you go to the states and you were treated this way in the states, you would not like it as well. Yeah. Why are you doing this? As an adult, like that's, I'm not mad. It was disappointing. And what was your friend, what was her reaction to it? Did she go home and cry? Did she tell her mom? She <laughs> she told me. She told me she's a very violent person. <laughs> she's half black, right? Yeah, she's yeah, half well, black. Yeah, yeah, she's black. half black. So she told me she was girl. a very violent person. So, she, like, so she'd get into fights and stuff with other people. Mm-hmm. I was like, you can't be doing that out here because you're going to really hurt somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like, you for real going to hurt somebody. And people like that don't matter. and You don't need to waste your energy on stuff like that. Like, you know, keep that energy for positivity for yourself and in, in your life to better yourself. Like, leave all that negative stuff to them. They can stay negative and be, you know, whatever they want to be over there. But, but um, the teacher, though. That's what... Wow. So she couldn't fight the teacher, definitely. But, like... Yeah. And what was so sad is that there was nobody... She didn't have somebody to be there for her to tell her, like, you know, not not you're good. Like, forget, forget what they say, like, because they don't matter. And if... If it's getting to you, then you can come talk to me, and then we can hang out. Like she didn't, at that at that time, she didn't have a lot of people that were like that there. And I wish I was there for her then, because I was in Amor and she was in Tokyo, and it just it was. So she was in Tokyo, and she was that. in Tokyo, and like what you said, Tokyo is supposed to be more diverse, Most, more diverse, maybe more exposed to that type of thing. But yet, yeah, more exposed, but diverse as in you know like more individuality. So they're. Okay. I think they're more tend to like you know speak out, but then uh, they would group together. High schoolers, you know, group yeah. together and all that bullying and nonsense. It's just a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. So she didn't like. How did she internalize that? Did it didn't? Did she she did, become depressed. Or? No, she and I. I was proud of her for this. Uh, she did a lot of. She did taiko, and she is amazing at it. She just let it all out then. And Which, I was very proud. Explain that to our audience, Taiko. Taiko is a Japanese traditional drum, drums, drums. Yes. I guess, and it is very powerful. 
yeah. if you especially if you see it live if you see it yes, like on it screen live. and you you think that's amazing if you see it live that the power will hit Off you hard it's yes. amazing and you know so she 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 channeled all her you know like i guess negativity anger and, and anger and all yeah. that stuff into Tycho, and then now she's doing beat that shit out i know um she did some like boxing i think too or stuff oh. like that like she because she was very physical and can't believe said, this teacher quote referred to my hair as dick hair but she was mad skilled like she was really good too so that's i was really proud or happy to know that she had an outlet yeah those who don't have an outlet go to you know like suicidal behavior yes. which is really which is really sad do you know anybody i don't fortunately i don't okay and if and if i did i will definitely do my best to steer them out of that definitely like yeah you know because my daughter when she went to school you know they used to throw dirt in her hair and this that and the other and uh, so my wife said, can you teach her how to handle it? And I was like, all right. And I told her, kick him in his fucking balls and run. And I say, if the teacher got a problem with it, tell him to come see me. That's what my, if my daughter. Because if my daughter, if that, if they, if they would have uh, referred to my daughter. For your ass. Yeah. If my daughter would have came home and said the teacher uh, referred to my hair as dick hair. Oh, this big black motherfucker would have been in his ass. I'd have been in that school the next day where that teacher at. And if you got one more word to say about this, you better get a police escort because I'm going to whoop your ass. You you know what I'm saying? So, but yet at the same time, though, it was good that she was able to challenge her, channel her energy. But I was just curious as, uh, you know, just to let people, let our audience know that bullying and racism and all this, that, and the other, I think that, it, well, it exists everywhere. Yes, you know? it does. And, and so I've heard of a lot of experiences that half Japanese, especially half black, go through. But, uh, yeah, my I... daughter went through similar stuff like that. And so I was like, yeah, you see right here, kick them hard and run like hell. And if, and, But she never had any more problems. And she became more physical. So I, then I had to kind of like, okay, let me reel this girl back, you know. <laughs> but uh, did you did you whoop, his, you whoop her ass a little bit? All right, not not too much, but just a little bit. That's <laughs> all right, you know. So that's, but, yeah. That's hilarious because when I went to school, my my mind was like, don't care. Like, I don't, I don't care. But I and, like but, that so, attitude, though. That's dope. Who cares? Like, okay, yeah. so you said something. And what? Okay, so the so example, you're darker than a, a lot of us, and is that all you got to say? Then move on next. Like I don't see, and I don't I think, stop stating obvious. Like <laughs> I think yeah. the difference with you is, well, first let me ask you this: Where did you get that from? Where did you get that um, strong personality? A lot of people ask that question. That I, have no I don't idea. care. That so what? Where, where did you get that from? I honestly don't know. Think you got it from your father, somewhat, or some? Because my dad around? would, my dad would tell me the same thing that uh, Buddha said. Uh, if, if you know, if somebody causing you problems, then tell them, like let let me know, like let them know that I'm coming. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. I'd be like, all right, that's fine. But if, but I won't. I don't because I know how violent you could probably get. So I don't want it to ex- escalate to that point so i'll handle it here yeah and if i don't care then it don't matter like so that's a beautiful gift though and i think a lot of the differences with you is a lot of japanese kids and maybe some half don't have that yes they don't have that 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 um it's hard looking for They, they don't have that strong personality that confidence and the reason why i can have this personality is because i have a lot of people that'll back me up i know i have a lot of people that i can you know go to 
that are always there for me, like my friends and family. Like I had a great support system. You know, you're right. fine the way you are. We love you the way you are. Like that, that is what I had. So that's what fueled my confidence of, you know, I don't care what you have to say because I have people that know who I really am. Like, yeah, cause you don't, you don't know me. Yeah. yeah. Us as fathers, you know, speaking from the father's side, I can't speak from the mama's side cause I ain't <laughs> female, but you know, speaking from the father's side, my philosophy was that I may die tomorrow. And I want you to I want you to be able to carry on with confidence and not depend on nobody. So when I leave this world, I want to know that you got it going on. I want to know that you can take care of yourself and your father. Your daddy ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He'll be, he'll be happy. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. want to stay fixated on the neg negativity in Japanese culture. What, oh, what do you think? Are the oh, there's positives. so many positives. Um, first with Japanese schools and then with just society in general. So like I said, discipline, There, it can go good and bad. They have both to it. The good part is that, so like, you know, in the state, in this, so in Japan, we have to clean our schools after, after school is over. That is very good because we appreciate it. Yeah. We appreciate what we have. It, and in the, in the States... And, it's, and we're, we use our things a lot more nicely. You know, this is, yeah. and you know, like we have this saying, that's why we don't have nice things. Because y'all don't appreciate. In Japan, in school, when you're a child, in like kindergarten, they'll have you like clean, like clean up after yourself. Like, okay, it's cleaning time. We're all going to clean together. Whatever you did, like all that stuff. That's really, really good. You know, group projects and like, teamwork is really good too. Which makes sense yes. when you're living in a society that it's, it's about the group, not the individual, yes. right? And that's... And that's another thing. It's about the group and not the individual is another good thing is because credit is given to those who were included. A lot of people. So and individuality in the States is like, no, nah, this is mine. This is mine. This is mine. Yes. You could you y'all can learn from each other. Definitely. Um, being in individual and, you know, holding yourself and like having standards and stuff like that and being able to speak out on, and things like that is something that Japan could probably learn a lot of. And, you know, being a group and giving credit to where credit is due and, you know, actually being flexible to create something bigger and better is something that, you know, the states could probably learn as well. So, like, Japan has a lot of good things that a lot of people could learn from, and so does everywhere else. When when did you develop this passion for dancing? I don't know. You don't know? Well, you as know, long as I could remember, it's, I've been dancing. And for, and for those listening, uh, recently... I saw a video she did with some other ladies, Japanese ladies, and it went viral. And also our fellow expat, Baye McNeil, writer for the Japan Times, he featured KD um, in his column, The Black Eye. So, yeah, tell us how that all happened. Like the, ja the, the dance, uh, the and, dance. And then the, the viral yeah. video one? Yes. Yeah. So that was all just spur of the moment. Like, we're wearing a kimono. We like hip-hop. We should dance. It's like yeah. <laughs> type of thing because a lot of us were you know we met each other that day we got together because of one person that brought us together to you know uh learn more about traditional japanese dancing or like japanese culture this guy is an amazing like hip-hop freestyle dancer too shout out is that okay yeah go yeah, ahead yeah. give all your shout outs shout out koki-san he brought us all together and then like the day of we they put the kimono like they did all the kimono and stuff because that is so hard to do. I've never, I've only done it once, but that was when I was a kid. But seeing all the people go through all that work and it's traditional Japanese, like kimono style. One girl was wearing a yukata, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, but like we don't ever 
we can't do this ourselves like dressing and stuff like that and you know being in an environment like this is you know once in a lifetime maybe and we would we don't know if we'll see each other again and we all we like to dance street hip-hop freestyle all that stuff we could do it in the kimono and it was like you know 30 30 minutes looking up a song like what's viral or like challenges and stuff okay. like we could do this one and then we just did it and then you posted it and yep we're just... like, but there was some editing okay but that's only like you know to edit like the size and stuff like yes. that like yeah. the video work was all hand shout out to her too she's amazing <sighs> Didi. Didi, I think her name is Didi. 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 I'm pretty sure that's her name. Um, she did the video work with an iPhone, by the way. Okay. It wasn't like no fancy camera or anything. She just, you know, scrolled up, like zoomed in, zoomed out, and all yeah. that stuff. The camera work was amazing. People... Yeah, the iPhone is amazing these days. Yeah, so. And um, uh, Christine was the one who found the challenge for us, the girl in the middle. Okay. Christine was the one who found the challenge for us, and then, you know, we all learned it together. And Were you the only half? She's there's actually no there was a lot oh well maybe two because we didn't even get to talk to each other that much like that's how short we were together so I know of one other half she's Korean she I think whoa she's not half she's like she's mixed she has other ethnicities as well she's really pretty too um but you know we had a lot of Filipinos mixed races and then just you know full Japanese it was. And it was multicultural, which was really cool, too. Yes. Because we all come from different backgrounds, different, you know, places. And we got together in Japan, learning traditional Japanese and, know, you know, taking what we know from what we love to do, like, you know, hip-hop freestyle, and then putting that together and then just putting it out there. And a lot of people liked it, which was really, on my, what I felt was, I was really happy, you know. It was great. And then a lot of people saw it as, you know, a cultural movement. I guess like a lot up. of people that are you know there's a lot more mixed races coming out and yes, and, yes. And then you know with you Ari- know, ariana and, and all that osaka stuff. now i mean what's, what's the dude that uh jero yeah, <laughs> singing anka black J-Ro. man yes. singing anka impressing the hell out of the old school japanese yeah for him. those I listeners who don't know jero is the yeah, first shout out to jero black anka singer anka is a very traditional japanese music thing and yeah, he was so doing we, it with a ball cap and some Nikes and shit on. History. Yeah, yeah, we're giving you some black history. Yeah, we're giving you some black history right now. In so. Japan, yeah. in Japan, people do a lot of amazing things. What's the uh, what's the Jamaican guy? Jamaican half Jamaican half Japanese who ran for the, uh, the Olympics. Oh, the runner. oh, I can't think of his name. Hold on, because I did, I did, I was in track and field, and I remember, but I, I can't remember yeah, I his name his for name, the life of me right now. He was. He was that dude he's, for them. He, he, he was pulling the weight Yo. in the Olympics. Hey, you know what? Just like me and my man was discussing on the drive up here, you know, they need a little melanin in the house to help <laughs> them pull over, get over the hump. You know, that. I mean, Jap- Japan has never had a number one tennis player. So, you know, with Osaka-san, a little melanin helps take you a little <laughs> extra further. That's I'm just saying. That's you know? facts. Yeah, facts, that's facts. Facts, facts, facts. facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what what do you see yourself doing in the future? Uh, something with dance? Yes, definitely. I want to, so with, because dance is my passion, and I am so happy that I, I have dance. It's brought, it's pulled me through a lot of things, a lot of things, like a lot of hard times, a lot of good times, and helped me see a lot of more, like, a positive view in the world because of dance. And there's a lot of amazing people in the dance community. And I feel like, you know, world peace 
could be achieved through dance, like personally, because because yes. you don't. There's even in battles, like you'll battle each other, like you know, b boys. <sighs> that those battles are intense. But then afterwards, they're all like they're all you know get together and they'll have like food, have cookouts and stuff like that. Like that's y'all are in there, you know, rivals and stuff. But then after y'all fight, y'all good. Like, it's all about dances. respect, and that's and that's what a lot of dancers that I've met and I've looked up to, the respect is. You know, if you want respect, you give it. And a lot of those big dancers that I like, that I look up to, and that I've actually had the, you know, opportunity to meet, um, like Comfort. If, if if a lot of people don't know, shout out to Comfort. She's in L.A. She's Missy Elliott's back dancer. She's she's amazing. The most humble, most respectful, just all out great person. And I'm glad I got to meet her on the plane to to L.A. from Japan. It wasn't because I got to talk to her then. I didn't know who she was, but she was a dancer, and that's all I knew. And she, and to know that she did all these great things, but still be the humble person that she is, was like, dancers are amazing. And I want to be, you know, I aspire to be someone like her and create an environment through dance, you know, whether that be holding events or you know opening a studio, a place where people can do what they love as much as they want to, without without all the you know judgment and all that stuff like people you know pushing each other to be better be like you know you know taking constructive criticism and stuff like that and like you know maybe we could work on projects together like okay i want to create an environment like i said whether it's studio or you know events and stuff like that where people can get together and just chill have fun and be positive so Whew. so do you want to establish yourself here or do you think possibly you might move back to or move to the states or what what do you what do you envision right now what's your plan or I'd very much like to create that environment here in Japan. Why? Um, I think it's because a lot of people that I've danced with growing up, like when I was starting to get serious in the dance, were a lot of Japanese people that, you know, respected and, you know, loved, you know, black African-American culture and, you know, did their research and, you know, loved their music. And they taught me a lot of things. So I guess it's like a pay and a payback, like, you know, thank you for teaching me what you know and, you know, respecting a part of me. Yes. And, you know, people that, that you know, are my families and stuff like that, like my culture that I can, that I relate to or that are, that's a part of me. Like, thank you for respecting, you know, learning and loving that part. So I want to share that here. That's why I would like to establish it here if possible. If it's a bit difficult, then, you know, it's fine. Hey, you got I'll it. work, you, you, I'll yeah, work around you, it. You, you <laughs> already, yeah. And you already put that out to the universe. You got the right attitude happen. for it. Yeah, word. It's going to be you. I hope so. It's and I hope I can, and, you know, hope I can create, you know, make a movement to all those people that are, you know, that are half or mixed race and that are, you know, don't know what to do. Y'all can come here. We're family. And you could be a part of go. that inspiration, you know, like 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 Naomi Osaka, like Miyamoto-san, like that one brother, man, hey, hey, forgive me for not remembering your name, the one track and field brother, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it, it's a beautiful thing, you know, y'all making be those contributions. Be happy to be you. Exactly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Katie, for coming out thank and joining so us in the Mobile Man Cave. Talk. What do you think about the Mobile Man I Cave? I really like it. If I, Because I've always had a dream. It's on a bucket list. I want to get a bus, minivan, whatever it is, and just deck it out and get then go a bus. on a trip. The yeah, with a I want to get. You already <laughs> in a minivan. I know so, minivan. So it's time for you to I get a bus. I want to get like those Twinkie buses, like uh-huh. school bus, the yellow yeah. bus, and then I want to like just reform the whole inside and go on a trip with a bunch of friends. Yeah, well, you know they actually have websites devoted right? to that and watch people do those makeovers. 
And so I don't that's know if I can up. do that, but I gotta find some friends. Well, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> you got friends with skills, you know, it's just no big deal. Yeah, what about a uh, you know social media? Yeah, give give your shout outs yeah, before we get yeah. out of here. Oh, shout social to, media. Shout out to yourself. Your, your, your plug, excuse me. My plug. Um, I'm mostly active on Instagram. So. I saw um, you. Yeah. <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, not so much any other platform. Um, yeah, people I think are I sent me... you a friend request. You never request on Facebook. You never accepted. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, I was like, I don't use Facebook that much. I was like, damn, she just ignored my I don't use Facebook that much. I got you. Um, but on Instagram, I'm very active. People okay. are telling me to start YouTube. Maybe I'll do it. YouTube takes a lot of work, and I got a lot of things that I want to do, so that's on the side. But um, Instagram, definitely. If y'all... What is my Instagram? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look up... Inter, so how you spell it is entertainer, but the first E is a three. Mm. Gotcha. I think that's the easiest way to yeah, explain it. I'm following it. you already. So. Yeah, don't yeah. <laughs> yeah, What, what, what is it? Three? Three. And then entertainer. Entertainer. Yeah, yeah. Entertainer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's an N, though. Yeah, with the N. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Entertainer, but the first E well, is a three. go ahead and spell it out, you know, for people. I think it's what, three? I'm, I'm going to leave, I'm gonna leave yeah, all that in yeah, the links. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's going to be yeah, in the links. <laughs> Comment down below yeah. and all that stuff. All right. I'm um, spelling it too. You'll be in Czechoslovakia. And definitely, you know, spelling. contact me. Don't, so what I've been getting a lot from the YouTube video is DMs. I don't look at, the, I don't realize those as early as I want to. So if anything, please contact me through the post. Like, let me know yeah, that you, you, Don't yeah. try to slide in the DMs. Yeah, first. that's not going to work. I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all going to get a response a month later. That's what's going to happen. Because I... At least she's think. honest with you. Yeah. yeah, so definitely comment on like some of the posts, whether it has something to do with it or not. So then I can find you and then we can connect. Word. All right, and don't forget to subscribe to us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, that's it, man. From Tokyo, yep. Urban Mobile Podcast. Thank you, Katie. Thank KT. you. We out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Roar Urban Mobile Podcast. For more episodes, please visit rump.podbean.com or you can head straight to Google and type in Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. You can also listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can stream or download podcasts.